Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 23rd, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We appreciate you being here with us on this Tuesday. You can find Rob online on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me at Casey Daniels 317 and you can find us both right now on YouTube as well. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So how are we doing with inflation? Feeling good about things? Before we get into this, can I just ask a question, an etiquette question? Sure. Because I am totally perplexed here and have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And, What's wrong? Well, look, and again, we're going to get to some very important things on inflation. We're going to get to even Hillary acknowledging Biden's older than dirt. But before we do that, here's where I'm at in my life right now, Casey, <laughs> and I genuinely am just totally perplexed on what I'm supposed to do. What? So last night, you were there. They uh-huh. had the tails at the at the track, mm-hmm. and they had all sorts of food that was catered in for the people, and everyone had a great time, and yeah. I think that's just, I think that's a level of wonderful I can't even begin to describe. Yeah, there were some sandwiches and mac and cheese and other and, cookies and, and brownies. And there were leftovers, mm-hmm. and they placed them in the refrigerator here on the fourth floor where we broadcast this radio show yeah so all show i've been thinking okay when would be the opportune time to slide on in there grab myself a a lunch on my very limited radio broadcaster salary and just go about my merry day and so i decided okay great it'll be the top of the 11 o'clock hour i'll sneak on in there i'll put some pork on there i'll put a biscuit on there and everybody will go about their day there's no plates oh well use a piece of paper that's, you can't, a napkin. You can't put pork on a napkin, Casey. Here, let me let me ball up my pork and I'll carry it in here and eat it. Uh-huh. And so I thought, okay, I'll go up to the sixth floor. There's no styrofoam plate? There's no plate, anything. There's one plate and it appears to be dirty, but at this point I'm so hungry, I'm <laughs> contemplating just using what may or may not be a dirty plate because I've had my mindset on that pork for three hours. Someone is getting hangry right now. So I go up to six. There's no plates up there. How in this entire colossal, gigantic building uh-huh. are there not just some plates, like some plates, a paper plate, a wooden plate, a, 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 a glass plate, a china plate, any sort of plate? Have you seen your office lately? My office has been the same for You're like six a years. hoarder in there. There's all sorts of stuff in there. There's probably a plate in no, there you don't even remember you put in there. No, in fairness, most of that is Terry Stacy stuff and was there when I got there. The only thing that is mine, and maybe I'll take a picture of this and I'll put it up on at Robin Kendall, yeah. is the desk with all my trinkets on it. There's no plate in any of that. I mean, I know you have a lot of mugs. Why would I have a plate on my desk, I don't desk, know. Casey? You have a bunch of mugs. Here, let me keep this extra plate in case there's a catered event. Am I wrong, or- Kevin? He's got a lot of stuff in his office. You do have a lot of stuff. But yeah, but, but, it isn't but, mine. <laughs> Aren't there some like golden plates on the seventh floor or something? <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. well, golden plates. Mosey on up there and uh-huh. uh, just use a napkin. Oh, and next to his gold bars, we'll ask Mr. Smolian if he has any extra gold plates available for us. Go into the bathroom and do the, you know. <laughs> what what motion are you yeah, making with that? your hand right there? I don't know what you're trying to say, but you just said go into the bathroom, and I don't know what. And get a paper towel from the bathroom. That is not going to work with that, Casey. Thicker. Well, I'm just trying to help. A oh, guy there's out. nothing. <laughs> yeah, you Sorry. can you get a pulled pork in a cup. Oh, is it in that box? Is that Hang a plate on. Right there. That looks like that could be a plate. I, I, no, it's a paint can. <laughs> I will search for a plate for you. Extra producer responsibilities. Yeah, I'm taking on for the producer Kevin responsibilities today. now. All right, I sorry. Know, I did. I totally. I'm, I just, I'm so sorry you're disappointed by this. I just don't know what. Just eat I'm, it over the sink then. <laughs> Come in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Kendall eat, eating pork out of a out of a. 
pan over just the make, sink. Just make your sandwich and just eat it all, you know? You don't need a plate. But just don't you, put it down. It's not that I don't have the plate. It's that my heart was set on at this time, I'm going to have this thing. You ever get that way where you in your, it's your... You're looking forward to it. I get yeah. it. And now you're disappointed. I Work around it, man. Troubleshoot. <laughs> Do something. Tr- so if you're in the YouTube chat, if you have any ideas... You let me know. Anyway, let's get to the economy. The economist saying we're all in big trouble. Well, and it's because of this inflation that you wanted a free meal, right? (laughs) (laughs) These economists, they say that inflation is not going to come down as rapidly as they originally thought. That's uplifting. Mm -hmm. And it's just so shocking, right? I mean, if you infuse $8 trillion of printed money into the economy, what? what? Things are going to be more expensive than they they were before? No way. Okay, so President Biden's 40 year high inflation on average cost American households an extra $5,200 last year. How much? (laughs) $5,200. That breaks out to $433 per month. So it's no wonder that people are struggling. If you're not budgeting an extra $433 a month just for inflation, you're having trouble. Well, and and so it's, you know, obviously, since I took the uh, second job over at the golf course, you know, we've talked a lot about this, about can you work your way out of inflation? And I think the answer for most people is just simply no. There's only so many hours in the day. And if you work a full-time job, you are somewhat limited, especially if you have a wife, kids, et cetera, to your the actual mechanics of being able to work and we have now reached a point where it is not about it is not about hard work although we'll get to that here in just a little bit i got to play that clip of mccarthy maybe we'll do that next segment play that clip of mccarthy again okay but it's not a matter we all know nobody works harder than me right mm-hmm. i will work from sun up to sundown but inflation is so great now and when you couple that with our state government raising taxes like they're going out of style the cost of gas is markedly higher obviously to live in your home is markedly higher you just you can't you can't offset it and that is such a dangerous territory to be in yeah 92 percent of millennials said they intended to buy a house this past year but inflation has impacted that goal and they can't do it so now they're even paying more in rent because, of course, that is getting passed on as well. Biden overall with inflation, 15 percent up, food costs up 18 percent, energy costs up 37 percent and rent up 13 percent. He has the highest inflation rate of any president since Carter. And there is no sign amongst the Republicans or the Democrats that they're actually serious about getting this under control. So why don't we why don't uh, why don't we take a break? Mm-hmm. Because I want to give Jason a chance to cue up that audio of Kevin McCarthy. Because earlier in are oh, you got it? Okay, we're good to go. All right. So earlier in the show, mm-hmm. I had said I had taken onus with Kevin McCarthy saying that one of the major things that he wants to get in this debt ceiling negotiation is a work requirement mm-hmm. from Joe Biden. And so let's, people are, are, some people are just like totally up in arms over what I said about this. Let's play what Kevin McCarthy had to say. When you talk about work requirements, remember, we want to take from people from poverty to jobs. We want to take, it's only for people who are able-bodied with no dependents. I don't think it's right that we borrow money from China to pay somebody that has no dependents able-bodied to sit on a couch. What we find is people become more productive. Every, so that's, that's, your, that's still a red line for you? Every study has shown it helps the economy, helps people, and it'll help our supply chain make us less dependent upon China. 
Yeah, he was asked, is that a red line for you? Later on, he did say, yeah, it is. He's standing firm on that. Well, and I'd said this is so hyper offensive that he would say that now when his party was the party with the control of the Senate and the presidency mm-hmm. who paid people to the tune of $5 trillion to sit on the couch and not work. And a bunch of people got offended and go, whoa, whoa. What were people supposed to do? There was COVID. There was the shutdowns. The how, how were people supposed to earn a living? The reality is that there's nothing the government did in terms of shut, shutdowns or lockdowns that proved even one person's life was saved. They can't prove it. Why? Because COVID was still by their own admission in full force in the middle of 2020 and the state of Indiana figured out how to social distance quasi open up now certainly nothing like florida but if you could have done it on day 36 you certainly could have done it on day one and the businesses would have done that because they wanted to stay in business Mm -hmm. there's not one shred of evidence that the lockdowns now there is tons of evidence that it led people to drug abuse and depression and suicide and domestic violence and all sorts of things like that i mean there's infinite evidence of that but there's not one piece of evidence that anything the government did involving the shutdowns saved anybody's life And so what you have is governors and mayors who would not have been able to shut their societies down because the people wouldn't have stood for it. People wouldn't wouldn't have been without food or without being able to pay their rent. People would have they did riot in the streets later that summer. But as the governor here said that was for a noble cause. So that was okay. Um, But people people would have been up in arms over that and they wouldn't have stood for it. People stood for it because they naively believed that there was no ramification for the air quote free money Mm -hmm. that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans threw at people. So yes, Kevin McCarthy did pay people to sit at home and not work for no reason. There was absolutely no reason that able-bodied people like us couldn't have been going to work each day. Okay. Well, a couple things you forgot about the learning that the children missed out on when you were uh, mentioning all the different problems. But what were people supposed to do when they had their state and federal government telling them they can't go to work? If they do, they could be arrested. I don't blame the people. I blame the government. And I'm blaming him because he's a complete hypocritical a-hole for acting like he doesn't want to pay people not to work. He literally, he, the Republicans, Trump, McCarthy, McConnell, were were at ground zero mm-hmm. of creating a system by which they paid people to sit on the couch and not work. No money from the federal government, no shutdown from Holcomb. Like, I, I don't know how m- m- more clear I can say that to people. No federal money, no federal money, no bribe money, no shutdown from Hogsett. These people, McCarthy the Republicans, because they were in charge at the time, paid people to sit at home and sit on a couch. Now, you can be mad at me for telling you the truth, but that's the reality and that's what happened. And for him to act like he's up in arms Mm -hmm. over the fact that Biden doesn't have a work requirement when they just pulled it out of their backside and invent the whole COVID thing. They did it then. There's not a shred of proof that a single thing they did saved one person's life. You know what there is proof? They destroyed the economy. McCarthy and the Republicans printed $5 trillion in 2020. That was a huge factor in inflation. Does Biden share blame? Yes, but these people are completely full of it. I'm very curious, and I know we're going long, but I have one question for you because I wasn't here and I don't know. When this was happening, Rob, were you on the air saying we're going to pay for this later? Oh, yes. This printed money, it's going to come and bite us in the butt. And and people, this is what was fascinating to me, was people would get their $600 check or $1,200 mm-hmm. check. Oh, I'm going to buy an iPhone. And I kept telling people, you better save that money because you are going to pay 
way more in the future for that $1,200. That $1,200 is going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars in the future because it wasn't just people getting that money. It was all the businesses who were getting the money. Mm -hmm. It was the hundreds of billions in waste, fraud, and abuse that were going to people who didn't need the money. Tom Brady got money for crying out loud. Tom Brady, who's rich enough to buy a stake in the Raiders, mm -hmm. was getting money. Mm -hmm. And now people are going, well, everything's really expensive. Yeah, $433 a month more. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 21 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, Whoopi Goldberg. She was on The View the other day, and she was giving a lap dance to her co-host. And they, they were having this debate on whether getting a lap dance during a bachelor party is considered cheating. And Whoopi took it upon herself to give an example to Sonny of what a lap dance looks like. Well, frankly, I don't Would think... Would you I like to see? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> She's doing first, the same. No, first that, I, no, I'm doing it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me get the hell out of the way. Well, my behind's not that big. First, I start, I'm looking at you. Okay. okay. You and then I, turn, I start to turn. Don't look at me. And then it's going like this. And then no. it's like that. And then no. it's me going down. Oh, no. No. Touch you too. No, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't know what entry to the gates of hell looks like, uh -huh, but it probably it involves like Whoopi Goldberg giving you a lap dance. <laughs> it's probably something similar Oh, to my it. gosh. Oh, yikes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also trending this hour is Green Bay. It has been announced by the NFL that the... NFL Draft 2025 will be held in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. And wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. What? Why wasn't our taxpayer-funded stadium good enough to host the NFL Draft? Why? What about all the money we contribute to this very fabulous Lucas Oil Stadium? How come we're not good enough to get the NFL Draft? What's you wrong with our taxpayer-funded monstrosity. Do you know that they've announced where the uh, next Super Bowls are going to be? They're going to be hosted in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium uh -huh. and then also New Orleans Caesars uh, Superdome. And also, you had mentioned it, Tom Brady uh, going to be a minority owner in the Raiders. That's great. I'm glad it's going well for him. I'm glad Tom Brady got taxpayer money during COVID. That's awesome. That's just, <laughs> just it's almost as cool as Jim Irsay getting taxpayer money. I'm just, I love it when super rich people are, uh, we're able to help super rich people. Finally, trending Taylor Swift. I don't know if you heard about this story, no. but there's a fan who's really upset. She paid $450 to go to no. the tour and was left, quote, devastated mm -hmm. after being puked on no. by a stranger at the show. Has that ever happened to you? You paid a lot of money, go to a concert, and then someone gets sick right next to you. I've never been puked on at a at a concert. That happened to me at a Notre Dame game. Somebody threw up on you at a Notre Dame game? Not on me, but right next Ooh, to me. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, they were tailgating just a little too hard. Yeah. And I, it was one of those night games, so they yeah, had all gotta, day uh, now, to tailgate. Now, let me rephrase They, they were not pacing themselves. Yeah, now that I think about it, in... I don't know. This must have been St. Louis. I've been to so many shows now. I saw a, a guy on the floor at a Springsteen concert throw up. It was not right next to me, but I witnessed it happen before he had even taken the stage. Right. And I thought, man, what a 
what a terrible pregamer that you can't even make it to the concert. Right. That's what happened to me at the Notre Dame game. It was like the national anthem's going. You got to hydrate, man. This person's throwing If you're going to be drinking all night, you got a one water for beer, you know, or one water for drink or whatever approach. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to go all night, then you can't even make it to the show. Yeah, exactly. And and I knew it was a Michigan fan because they they couldn't handle it. Yeah, they got what they deserved. Yeah, exactly. Did you, are we doing something ludicrous? Oh, yeah, ludicrous. he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, the only reason I wanted to make sure we did that story because I wanted to quote the great poet Usher. Oh, okay. You may remember, Ludacris got the flow to make your booty go smack. Take that. Rewind it back. <laughs> and I was just so certain that was going to be in our trending stories. And uh-huh. I just really wanted to read that. Okay. It's one of the great lyrics in music history. You got it in. Well, yes. Legendary we, Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's got a star. We have so many voicemails to get to yeah, that, we did, that we did not get to last hour. There were so many good ones. Um, angry guy who hates us called again. He's very, uh, very, very passionate about Trump. Uh, man, I mean, there is just a, there's just a, we got a great call about property taxes. I'm going to tell you what the appraiser told me about property taxes okay. yesterday, which is unbelievable. So can, can we get to those when we come back? Yep. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 1129. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Questions, comments, smart remarks, they're all welcome. However, Rob selects them, so yes. it's up to him. Yeah, it's a, you're appealing <laughs> to an audience of one. There were so many good calls, though, uh, over the past day that I said we got to do them in two segments. Mm-hmm. Did some last hour and uh, going to do some now. So, uh, continues to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, obviously, your elected officials don't care at all about this because they don't care about you at all. But the property tax issue clearly remains. I mean, we get these calls on a daily basis from people about their property tax bills, about their property tax assessment. And so we're going to play this voicemail, and then I'm going to tell you what I learned yesterday from a a person who does appraisals for a living. Let's not forget property taxes. Let's keep pounding the drum on that thing, and maybe somebody will come around to doing something about these. There's all types of stories coming out about how... People are upset over them now. Gee, somebody finally got the message later. Maybe the mortgage company contacted them, told them that their mortgage is going to go up. Or, for that matter, the people that rent, their rent's going up. So let's keep pounding on that story, would we, guys? Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I maintain that if you're a person considering running for state house or state Senate next year and you are a reasonably intelligent person who can form coherent sentences and raise a few dollars, you can absolutely win running on property taxes next year. If you make property tax reform the central, especially in a Republican primary, that is the key. Get on it. Don't get off it. These elected officials are arrogant. They're, they don't believe there's a threat at all, and they will be lazy, and, and you can you can beat them. So, Casey, I am in the process. I actually submitted it this morning of an appeal of okay. my uh, property tax yeah. assessment, and I look forward to a uh, robust and uh, fair analysis of the information that I provided on why my property tax uh, assessment was too high and should be lowered. And I did it without any four-letter uh, words being inserted <laughs> in there and was very, uh, very professional in my submission. You're under the impression that it's too high, you're yeah. paying too much. Yes, I yeah. think I think it's very unreasonable for uh-huh. a home my size to be appraised of that. And since we had mentioned this yesterday, a guy who's a big listener to the show, I won't out him for fear of him being publicly associated with me, said... Um, 
hey, you know, send me his information, send me his business, said, call me, I'd like to talk to you about this. And we talked for probably 20 minutes yesterday. Okay. He's an appraise, appraiser. So, you know, when you buy a home, the bank, you got to have the licensed appraisers, you know, he, do, he does that for a living. And he was telling me about how convoluted the assessment process is. Is there like a checklist they have to go through? Well, here's what's fascinating. He told me that they are so hard up for workers now Mm -hmm. because obviously it is somebody who goes by your house and they just make some arbitrary declaration that they now have high school kids. You're kidding. And I said, you have to be like, you're being facetious, right? That's like young people. He goes, no, they're paying high school kids to go by these properties and mark off, you know, has anything been added? Has anything been subtracted? And he said, they're putting basically zero effort in, in many cases, you know, it's high school kids, right? Yeah. How much effort were you putting into your job in high school? I was making the bad chili at Wendy's. <laughs> and he said, this is the sort of, and but, but think about the real world impact. Now I have to, and I'm not saying a high school kid did mine. I have no idea, but this guy has no vested interest and he's an appraiser. His job is he appraises properties and they go for what they go for and he doesn't make or lose money based on that. But he said the process by which we are taxing people and by which people it may dictate whether people can even stay in their homes is so convoluted and screwed up and nobody cares. You tell this to these people down at the state house. Well, that's a local government issue. Uh, no offense and not to in any way indict any high school children who may be in the audience, but you have no business deciding what my taxes should be. Why you can't even vote in many done. cases. Yeah. Why the big push to get them all done so quickly? Uh, it's just, it's so screwed up. And so I look forward to a, very uh, fair and robust analysis. I have no doubt the Hendricks County Assessor's Office is pouring over my uh, letter now and will be able to report back very soon on the uh, very fair and timely process by which my appeal went through. It'll be it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. how, how the appeals process goes. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear if you if you get it. Oh, I'm going to get an appeal. I mean, I think we know we know I'm not getting off this now. How that goes? I mean, I feel like I. I genuinely tried in my analysis of whether there was a fair assessment of my property to go through things as I understood that they looked at, looking at my neighbors, looking at what homes were going for around me. And I did it based on what I saw other people's homes who are very similar to mine being appraised for. So we'll see. And the one, and the one thing the guy did tell me, he goes, look, there are times where mistakes actually happen, and if you've got an affair, a fair group of people working in the assessor's office, they'll acknowledge based on certain things you send in, of which I tried to send those things in, and you'll get a fair shake of this. But it sucks that you got to do it, Casey. Yeah. It well, sucks that you got to spend time, effort. I mean, I've spent probably two hours on this last night. Why? For what? I mean, the idea that I got to pay the, for the privilege of living in my home is wholly ridiculous to begin with. And then I got to put all this effort in because I believe the government got it wrong. Did you increase the size of your footprint of your home recently? No, I mean, did you make not. some major improvements no. to your home? Hi, I'm Rob Kendall. Do, do you think I, <laughs> I did anything of merit nice, to nice my to home? Nice to meet you. So, well, it'll be interesting to see why they think that it's worth so well, much more money now. Well, I would love nothing more than to come back on here and talk about the... Uh, Great service and outcome from the Hendricks County Assessor's Office. We'll see if we get that. Okay, so one of the great things about this show, Casey, and why I think we're so uh, we're so beloved, is because we offend everyone equally. We have no favorites. We have no best friends. We call it like we see it, and we are equally critical or equally complimentary in the rare, random, confused, uh, likely accidental act of good government breaks out or candidates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to play you two calls back to back that totally sum 
this up. Okay. And so obviously Trump and DeSantis are the front runners for yeah. president. Uh-huh. And we give fair analysis of both of them. And the first phone call is from the guy. He calls all the time. He is Trump's biggest fan. He, for some reason, subjects himself to this show because he absolutely just hates us. It is so clear. He's so uh, just flippant in his phone calls. And here's another example of him being very angry Mm -hmm. because I guess he feels we're too nice to DeSantis. Okay. Hey, Rob, just follow up um, to your uh, playing of the DeSantis uh, response to the question what brilliance i mean what a what a a wordsmith ron desantis is i can just see right now why he should be the leader of the republican party versus that old mean old trump holy cow what a difference in in decorum and composure and come on man you've got to be kidding me i mean really all foot all five foot four, stubby fingered Ron DeSantis. He couldn't stand up for ten minutes under some dingbat from CNN, just you know, going on and on. I, I was hoping Trump would have called her a nasty person fifteen minutes before he did, and then I clapped my hands when he did. <laughs> so sorry, yeah. If your wife, you know, and the suburban moms get upset about it, looking around at our country, then we don't want their vote anyway. He's a fighter. So. This guy, because he calls all the time, and it's always the same thing with him. So, by the way, what he was referencing was Ron DeSantis was asked about the NAACP telling black people to boycott Florida. Right. And his response was just... He abs- said, it, what a joke. It was perfect. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't insult anyone's, you know, appearance. He didn't say anything that we come on the air the next day and go, oh, my gosh, we got to defend this. Right. He turned it around and said how great Florida's tourism is. Yes. And we said, this is what we, it makes our job easier. It makes people in media's job who are in conservative media easier. When every day you can just defend how good the response from some guy is, not saying that women are horse face or bleeding badly from facelifts. And this guy just showed, I mean- I love the fact that he hates us so much and he calls all the time and he remember, I don't listen as much as I used to or I don't listen very or whatever it was the other day and then here he is again with it because you listen all the time and we know that and that's that's great. But uh, the fact that you say you don't want these people's vote, you can't win without them. Right, you need the independents. You need to sway some people over to your side. And this is, and he just made the point that we've been making which is if you want to be so right in your loss, right, then vote for Trump. You because there's not enough of you, buddy. The last election approved. There's not enough of you to win. You have to have these people in the process. So if you just say, we're just going to have fun losing, great. You'll have a lot of laughs and a bunch of people get roasted. And welcome to four more years of Biden. Absolutely. The other part of this, you know who this guy is? There's, I used to find this in the bars, that there were guys who would always get rejected, but they would never change their approach. (laughs) And their response was to reject the guy that would be successful with women. Like, women love a smile. Women love to laugh. Mm -hmm. Women love a little bit of bravado Mm -hmm. and a little bit of gusto. Right. But women also enjoy guys who make them feel good about themselves. And safe. And smile. Mm -hmm. And if you're the guy, and guys who are in good shape, and guys who can, you know, I'm not saying that a I'm... A little so, swagger yeah, goes a long exactly. way. Exactly. But this guy is the guy who never changes his dress, mm-hmm. never changed... was the guy who never changed his hair, mm-hmm. always had the same approach to women that yeah. didn't work. Yeah. And instead of looking at myself, uh, himself, whatever, and going, man, I really got to... 
I gotta, make some, I gotta make some changes this here. This is me. There's a reason this guy is walking out with two broads in his arm and I'm hailing an Uber by myself. <laughs> his response is just, those other guys. That the, guy's a jerk. Yeah, I didn't want that. I didn't want that Colts cheerleader anyway. Bah. Yeah. Okay, so that was this guy saying we're way too nice to DeSantis and we're ridiculous to Trump and we're just totally awful and terrible to Trump. And then there's this guy who said we're too nice to Trump. Kendall, Casey, you guys are so far in the bag for Donald Trump, it's pathetic. <laughs> the man possibly broke the law. Are we supposed to ignore it just because he's running for president? No, I don't think so. You don't have any problem with them uh, investigating President Biden, do you? So where do you get off saying, oh, they're so bad at Trump? So he's... <laughs> I have a problem with the timeline of the investigations. <laughs> That's my problem. You think Trump did something bad? Investigate him. You think Biden did something bad? Investigate him. Fine. Whatever. But why is one investigation taking so much longer than the other? I just our audience is just the best, and that those two phone calls were just just pure, mm -hmm. just pure gold. Now we want to wrap up our voicemails. Mm -hmm. Someone called last night that apparently yeah. you were hanging out with at the tails of the track. I was. I was. And he asked where you were. Yeah. And I said he's doing something with the city council meeting in Brownsburg. And I was, was like, oh, he's doing something in Brownsburg. And I said, yeah, that's who Rob Kendall is. I Yes, I actually care. I mean, we've talked about this many times. It is not an act. I actually care. And yet last night I was at a planning commission meeting that didn't even impact me. I had already been satisfied with the result of the school corporation crying uncle and removing that awful roundabout on my street. But I was there because they were attempting to potentially harm the properties of my neighbors. Mm -hmm. And as predicted, I watched the uh, planning commission roll over and play dead for the school because that's what usually happens. And those people on the east side of the street to me are going to get totally screwed in the process. But I was there for other people. I wasn't even there for me. I'd already gotten what I wanted. But the difference between me and these other people, and this is why as much as it pains people, I was beloved when I was in government was because I actually give a damn about people. Mm -hmm. I actually care about people other than myself. The school sent an army last night, Casey, to have to defeat me because I stood up for my neighbors. I counted six people between consultants mm -hmm. and lawyers yeah. and, and engineers and staff. They spent sent six people last night because the case we made in the beginning was so strong and they totally rigged the process. They figured out a way to make it so we couldn't have public comment anymore. But newsflash, it wasn't even for me. It was for the people that live on my street on the other side because I actually, I actually care about other people. And I can't tell you the amount of time and money that it's cost me over the years caring about people on things that had absolutely nothing to do with me. But that's what you do when you're not about yourself. And most of these people down the street from us and in Washington, D.C. are totally about themselves. So that's where I was last night. So they came prepared last night. Well, they, because the first meeting, they were completely unprepared for Rob Kendall. Yes. And you came with facts and statistics. And what? 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 Uh, and they knew it was going to happen again. They knew you were going to be there. Yes. And they brought people now, this now time. Now, I am disappointed. Now, there were multiple people on that planning commission who did the right thing and voted against their proposal because it was wholly ridiculous. But here's the thing. Government doesn't care about anything but the government. And in the end, again, not going to impact me at all. The thing that impacted me was settled because they knew they were going to lose. But what the Brownsburg School Corporation did, and government does this all the time, 
They rig the system against the people because they don't actually care about the people. And they bank on these government bodies either being too weak or too stupid. In the case of the Planning Commission last night, I think it was both from the five Mensa members who voted in favor of this proposal. But I sat there in the back last night and realized it took six highly paid people to figure out how to rig the system and ice me out of being able to get up there and talk last night. They think most people are too uninformed. They do. And you know what's crazy? And this is what was so sad. Or lazy or uninterested, just won't care, won't show up. And what I'm talking about is because we got them on the first meeting because they had to go through a public hearing. They figured out a way to not have to do a public hearing the next time, which means you aren't allowed to speak at the meeting. So you have a government entity figuring out how to work against the citizens because they have a desired result and they recognize the board, the collective, the board as a collective is too stupid and afraid to stand up to them and do the right thing. Now, not everybody was. There were a couple of them who, who did. But they, the, the government actively works against you at all times. And again, they thought, well, We'll just give him what he wants and he'll step out of the equation. No, because I'm not about me. I've never been about me. We have a lot of fun on this show about egos and things like that. I actually care about the people that I live around. I actually care about my neighbors. And you know what broke my heart? Is there's this whole hearing last night, Casey, and one of the, my neighbors who was there, because I'd been flying their home. I was saying, wondering if any of those people that it actually affected, did they show up? She's a very intelligent person, and this thing is so convoluted and hard to understand, and the people are totally iced out of the process. She comes out last night and goes, what just happened in there? Mm. And I told her, you got... And I said a word that I can't say on these airwaves. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. You've got a government entity, a school corporation, and the town, because the town's a part of the equation too, who know for years this is going on and is going to affect these people. And they go out of their way. To keep it hidden. To keep them as uninformed yeah. as possible. And that sucks. So that's where I was last night. But somebody did call who was hanging out with you and had a great time. You know, I, I, I did the second year Tales of the Track. I'm hanging out with Casey, and you're not here. I I understand that, you know, you're at that Brownsburg stuff, but I think that probably it would be more important for you to be here with us than anybody else. But, you know, I get it. I understand you guys don't love us, but, you know, I still have to listen to you on the air. I I don't know. I, I don't know how I do that every day. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, so... By the way, love you, Casey. See ya. I love that you're in the background. Yeah, he actually called from my phone. (laughs) Because he was asking where you were, and I said he's at a Brownsburg thing. You know, Rob walks the walk. He's not just, it's not just talk. He actually does this stuff. By the way, my favorite part was in the lead up to this thing, I had submitted evidence, you know, on behalf of four of my neighbors trying to prove the points that needed to be proved. And one of the things was proving that their property values will be harmed. And I had a, you know, a licensed realtor who was very kind, multiple who helped out and I submitted it. And one of the guys on the planning commission, so this is a licensed realtor, right? Like he lives in the real estate industry. So what he does for a job is sell homes. And one of the guys who voted against the the people on the east side of the street goes, yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen. No. There you go. Uh, but it's, I still declare victory because the roundabout is taken out. It's out of there. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up, uh, Bill Gates. He's got this, well, a bridge player. That's what they're calling her. She does more than that. But we'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC.
7.52, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Jeffrey Epstein threatened to expose Bill Gates' alleged affair with this woman. Let's... <laughs> got to talk about this because there's a lot going on in this story. Her name is Mila Antonova, right? And she's actually a program software developer, uh-huh. but she's being labeled as a bridge player because they met during a bridge tournament. It's like Bil- cards? Yes, cards. And they keep referring to her as a professional bridge player, which is... I don't know, ridiculous, because she can't make a living doing that. That's not what she is. Can you imagine what a rockin' affair the professional bridge tournament is? (laughs) Well, apparently, Jeffrey Epstein passed on her, (laughs) although he ended up paying her tuition and then wanted Bill Gates to pay him back for this woman's tuition. (laughs) And a video has come to light of these two and it's pretty cringeworthy this is going back to 2010 and this is bill gates flirting with this russian software programmer although she's a bridge player when their alleged affair took place who are you bill gates <laughs> why do you play bridge uh it's cool fun and it you learn how to think you learn strategy uh there's great people who play bridge it's Just new people who want to learn. Well, you can uh, get online and find people uh, that are going to make it easier to find instructors online. Uh, Playing other bridge games like hearts and spades helps a lot. You get a sense of the deck. Uh, ACBL.org has a learning to play bridge piece of software. So there's more and more ways. Okay, it's a a little hard to hear, but does it say how old she was in this video? 24. Okay, I so, I mean, that's very old by Epstein standards, then. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Epstein would even... Well, maybe that's why he passed. <laughs> right? Bill Gates is a... 26. Bill Gates, okay. So, I mean, he's clearly wanting to screw around with his wife, or I guess he did, or who knows, whatever. But uh, there's there's something very creepy about Bill Gates, isn't there? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, you're talking about a guy with infinite wealth, right? And he's going to bridge tournaments... To troll chicks. I mean, it, that's what he does in his free time, but he's there trying to hook up. It's very Matthew McConaughey, isn't it? I get older, they stay the same. They stay the same <laughs> There's age. There's a certain level of creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that guy just collectively, you want to talk about a guy who profoundly impacted the world at one point, I think you would say for the better in terms of what Microsoft w- was and, and how it opened doors for people and how it kind of revolutionized the way we do certain things as it relates to electronics and information. And then it just seems like, and you know, maybe it's the whole thing, a leopard never changes its spots. Maybe he always was evil, but just through the COVID stuff and mm-hmm. the, the now the stuff that's coming about him and farming, I mean, just seems like an almost super villain-esque type of character. In another story of rich guys in love, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez are engaged. And he proposed to her on his $500 million super yacht. You think he's been to a Wendy's? (laughs) I think he has because he wasn't always super rich. At one point, he was just a dude selling books out of his garage basement. Unrich Jeff Bezos has been to a Wendy's, but what about rich Jeff Bezos? Like, let's say since he's not going there now. 2015 has Jeff Bezos been to a Wendy's since 2015? Probably not. But can you imagine the legal fees writing up a prenup? 
are probably more than what we make in a year combined. Uh, the yeah. legal fees alone. Thank you, Rob. Good job, Jason. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. There can't-